Hare Krishna. Uh, I am in Australia at Karumban Beach and um, speaking to some nice young devotees. And the topic came up of the origin of the jiva, which is a common topic that comes up, it bubbles up everywhere. So I was making the point that um, I started with the assumption logically that um, in order for anyone to be punished for anything, we just went live on Facebook. Around the world. Yeah, in order for anyone to be, to be punished for anything, if the person is punished fairly, it must be the case that the person deserves the punishment. And since Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that uh, he sends us into this world, or he places us in this world, and he also says that this world is not a happy place, uh, unless you join the Acharya fan club, then it's really great. But anyway, so because this world is not a happy place, um, it must be the, it must be true it must be true that krishna is punishing us you could say or sending us to this world reasonably that he's acting fairly uh, because obviously krishna has six opulences but he has a seventh opulence which is very important which is he is infinitely fair just that Krishna, in fact, he, Krishna emphasizes that in Bhagavad Gita. Samohang Sarva Bhuteja, I'm equal to all living beings. And um, so if we come to this world and we don't deserve to come to this world, and if some people are in the spiritual world having a great time, and we're down here, then it would not be true that Krishna is equal to everyone. In fact, Krishna even says that not to speak of God, even a wise human being is equal to everyone. Pandita Samadarsana. So even a wise human being is equal. In fact, Krishna says, Samatsarveshu Bhuteshu, that to achieve the highest bhakti, you have to be equal to everyone. So equality, being fair, being equal. Krishna says, Jajata, I reciprocate with everyone. It's a big topic in the Bhagavad Gita. <clears throat> So here's a test of that. We are in the material world, not the best place. Even Australia, with all of its, <laughs> you know, even Australia is not the spiritual world. So then, then we can ask ourselves, what must be true if it is fair that Krishna sent us to this world? Because it's a nature in logic, if one thing is true, that means often that something else must also be true. <laughs> So that, um, so we must deserve it. So there, you can ask the philosophical question, under what conditions can it be said reasonably that someone deserves something? And in this case, specifically punishment. I made the point previously in the discussion, so I'll bring you guys up to speed who are out there in Facebook land, that uh, in order to deserve a reaction or punishment, 
it must be the case that you acted voluntarily. If you, if you didn't do something intentionally, someone pushed you or you were forced in some way to do something, then obviously how can you be morally responsible because you really didn't do it. You didn't choose to do it. You were forced to do something. So you must act voluntarily and you have to have knowledge. For example, uh, let's say you go to a restaurant and you look at the menu and you look at, and then you see the person at the next table eating what you really want, but it's not on the menu. In other words, you can't, in order to choose what you really want, there has to be a complete menu. You have to know what the choices are. And so, so Krishna, okay, so, so here are some of the points I made. Some people say, and I find this very interesting, that we come from the tatasta shakti, the marginal potency of the Lord. And so the problem with this is there is no such place. There is no place that's called the tatasta shakti. Sorry, you've already heard this, but I just got to bring everybody. So it's, um, for example, I give you an example. Oh, I'll show you who I'm talking to. Can you introduce yourselves? Sure. Say your name. This is Janani Mathas. And Laura. Sie sind aus Deutschland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. They are originally from Germany and now they're living in Australia. Nice young couple. And smile. <laughs> Say your name. Krishna Gana here from Australia. True Blue Aussie. Uh, so, um, for example, I am a mammal, a human mammal. So if, I, if someone says, where do you come from? And I say, I, I, I come from mammal. That's just a category. It's just a category. It's not a place. So the marginal potency is just, it's a category. It's not a place. There is no, there is no place where there's like all these jiva souls bubbling up out of this marginal soup or something. And that's where they get manufactured like a big jiva, jiva factory. <laughs> <laughs> and also Krishna says that uh, so so let's say for example some people say we come from Mahavishnu another misunderstanding because when the universe is about to be wrapped up it's like the end of the universe it's the end of a creation cycle and then Krishna explains in the Bhagavad Gita that all the living beings come back within him. And then when there's another creation, they come out again. Or even during the, this happens even during the days and nights of Brahma. So Krishna is not talking about where we come from originally. He's just saying that during the creation and annihilation cycles, we come out of his body and then go back. Again, not talking about our ultimate origin. I mean, and if Krishna calls us in the Bhagavad Gita, anadi, no origin. So the whole question of what's the origin of the jiva is kind of not a really great question because we have no origin. We've all, yeah, we've, we've always existed. So the question itself is a little silly. But then if you say, why are we in this material world at all? And of course, uh, why we're in the material world at all the only place in the Bhagavatam, which the Chaitanya Charitamrita says has subsidant, it has all the philosophical conclusions. So if the Bhagavatam has all the philosophical conclusions, 
what does it say about how we come to this world? And uh, so let's see if I can find that here. I did, actually. It's a, uh, congratulate myself. It's a fourth canto, chapter 28, actually chapter 28, verse 53, where Krishna says to the jiva, api smarasi chatmanam. The word api in Sanskrit, the beginning of a sentence makes a sentence a question. So Krishna is saying, do you remember the soul? And in this case, the super soul or Vishnu. Do you remember the, the Supreme Soul? 42853. Abhigata Sakam, the unknown friend, O friend. And then Krishna says, Hitwa Mam, rejecting me. Some people say we never rejected Krishna, but there it is, right in the Bhagavatam. Simple Sanskrit. <laughs> Get over it. Krishna says, Hitwa Mang, which in Sanskrit means rejecting me, Padaman Vicha, looking for some place. Boma Bhogaratogata, you came to this world because you wanted to enjoy earthly happiness. So it's right there in the Bhagavatam, Hitwa Mang, rejecting me, you came to this world. And then two verses later, Krishna says, Satwang, which means like you, it, it, it it was you. Anyway, it's Mongolian Sanskrit grammar. Satwang vihaya mangban. Oh, friend, it was you who rejecting me, leaving me. That's what it means, literally in Sanskrit. You know, get a Sanskrit dictionary and check it for yourself. Gato gramya matir mahin. You went to the material world because your mind, your consciousness was on material pleasures. Don't kill the messenger. <laughs> so, so that's there in the Bhagavatam. So the first thing is there is no tata tashaki. It's not like it's a little jiva factory and we came out of it. And what's the origin? We have no origin. As far as what Krishna says about it. So we're not talking about the origin of the jiva. That's actually not the issue. It's not even the, 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 the question is, what is the origin of our residence in this world? Krishna says it was our decision. He says it twice. And apart from that, it's logically required if Krishna is a perfect moral agent. Because um, let's say, for example, just hypothetically, we came from this uh, a little jiva factory called the Tattasta Shakti, which there is no such place. But imagine that was true. The point is, still, the only way it would be morally justified that Krishna allows us or arranges for us to be in the material world, whether it's birth and death and all that, the only way that could be morally justified would be if it was our choice. But it could not be our choice, our free choice, unless we knew what the other choices were. Because unless you tell people what all the possibilities are, you're not giving them a fair choice. And so even if you think, even if you imagine you came from a little jiva factory called the Tattasta Shakti, then still, 
at some point you had to make a free choice which would only be a free choice if you knew I can also go to Krishna. And so it comes down to the same thing. If you say we could never choose to give up being with Krishna or Vishnu in the spiritual world, but even if you think you weren't in the spiritual world, you still had to give up Krishna. Otherwise, you didn't choose to be in this world. And if you didn't choose to be here, why would Krishna make you suffer here? How could Krishna make you suffer for something you didn't choose? So it just doesn't work. It doesn't work scripturally. It doesn't work philosophically. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work linguistically to say that we come from the Tattasta Shakti. It's just, it's not a great idea. So for my money, you know, if I was a betting man, if I was allowed to bet, I would, <laughs> I would bet on back to Godhead. You know, it's like, hello, that's the motto of the Hare Krishna movement, back to home, back to Godhead. Probably mentioned it once or twice. Once or twice. <laughs> and how could you go back to where you never were? You know, get back, Jojo, that song by the Beatles, anyway. So you, so if you're going back to Godhead, it must be the case that you were there before. Otherwise, how could you go back? I think my personal opinion, maybe it's unkind, is that some people just have to be smarter than everybody else. And so because we all think, what Prabhupada thought, that we're going back to Godhead, they have to say something else. But again, if you say that, well, we couldn't consciously leave Krishna, but you had to either way. Even if you came from the Tattasta Shakti, you still had to consciously leave Krishna because otherwise you couldn't be held responsible for choosing the material world. How do you feel about the word curiosity in that sort of context? Curiosity killed like the karmi. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, as I understand, we are like we are conscious beings. Yes. But we are not conscious of reality, of all of reality. That would be Krishna. Like, we are omniscient in the part of what we are. Well, we have our own kind of omniscience. Yes. As Jiva souls. Because, for example, Krishna says in the Gita, "Yagyatva neha bhuyo anya gyatavyamavashishate." That knowing this, there's nothing more to be known. So it doesn't mean that. I know every name in the, uh, you know, let's say the Sydney telephone book or something. But what Krishna is talking about there is to know the nature of everything, like, to know the basic categories of reality. How many windows of the Empire State Building? Yeah, I happen to know that. I happen to know that. You happen to know that? No, not a joke. <laughs> okay. So I'm a guru, of course I know that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, but it's to know the nature. There, there, are th there are three great categories of real things. Tattva in Sanskrit means a fundamental real thing. And so the jiva, Vishnu or God and nature, physical nature. And so if you understand, and, and that's why I said badanti tattva vida, those who know tattva, they say, or Krishna says, for example, in the Gita 434, 
that uh, learn the truth from those who know the truth, those who have knowledge. And But what he says, you should learn from people who are tattva darsina, people who can see tattva. That's the word for truth. So, so seeing the truth or knowing the truth, if you use the word tattva, which Krishna does, it means you know all the fundamental categories of reality. You know, in general, what jivas are, what souls are. You know what souls are. You know what God is. You know what nature is. The difference to Krishna would be that he actually knows. He knows all the details. Everything. Yes. So then that's why I'm saying curiosity that maybe if the soul is not in that same mission as Krishna is and is with Krishna, then it might just not have experienced the material world in the material curiosity. Just like I might know that oh, I see the movie is illusion, but I'm curious about what's happening. And I might, or play the computer game, and I might actually feel the character and get involved in that. There definitely is an element of curiosity. Then, of course, some curiosity is benign and some curiosity is not so nice. Because, like, for example, we can be curious about another person in a way that leads us to abuse that person. So, you know, there's different kinds of curiosity. Or I can be curiosity, I can be curious about what's inside your house. So, and I know you're on vacation, so maybe I'll just break into your house because I was always I was always curious <laughs> and I was really curious like do they have jewels in their house and and I was always curious to know whether I could sell those jewels so there there, there are there are types of curiosity which are not good and so it's not merely the fact of being curious but what kind of curiosity is it so Let's see if there's any, actually, if there's any questions on Facebook, you know, I'll take a look. I usually don't, but. Um, I guess people gave up asking questions on Facebook. Because <laughs> I never answered them. But uh, anyway, thank you all for watching, and there are no questions. So uh, I guess that'll be the little Facebook thing we do today. So thank you all very much <laughs> from Corumban Beach, Australia. <laughs> thank you very much for watching. Bye, Krishna.